Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Anita in Houston, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, I, I'm thinking of building a garage apartment. I'm just thinking about it. However, I don't know what type of foundation was poured when my garage was remodeled. So how would one go about determining if the foundation could support a garage apartment above it? Uh, you would give uh, Deaver's Engineering a call, and they can come out, and what he would do is see how thick the beams are, what the spans are, take a look at all the, the different things, and then he can uh, put together whether it's structurally heavy enough to have a second floor put on it and if if not what would have to be done to it to make it where it would be able to have a second floor oh okay also i don't know if it was permitted when it was built how would i go about finding out if it was because it was expanded from the original garage it was more of a lean-to than a garage how long ago was that done it was done, I think, back in maybe the late 90s. I would tell you to leave it alone then. Okay. Some, All right. Some things you don't want to find the answer to. Okay, good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was looking on the Internet to give me an idea of how much money it would run, and one item said it was like, oh, do, do you have to go on a break? Yeah, I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll come right back to you, Anita, if that's Okay. Okay. When we left, I was talking with Anita, and she's considering doing a uh, garage apartment edition. Uh, Anita, sorry about that. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, no. um, I went online to get an idea of what the cost would run, and one of the uh, listings said it would be like $300 a square foot for the cost. It seemed a little bit high. Is that the, the average cost? Not in... Not in Texas, not in Houston, Texas. That okay. that's that's way high. Oh, okay. Do you have an idea? What oh, it would be? are you looking at making a a? Uh, is the garage current garage a two a two car garage? No, it's only one plus storage. So okay, not even quite one and a half. Okay, almost. And you. Uh, so you'd be taking the roof off, going up. You know, realistic numbers, you're going to spend something between thirty-five and 45000 depending on how you want to finish it out inside. And by that, right. I mean what kind of countertops you want, what kind of uh, flooring, things like that. Uh, that's right. what makes the biggest difference. Let's see. Okay. Well, that's very encouraging. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. Jim, I'm an elderly handicapped widow. When we had our bathroom remodeled, the plumber didn't insulate the outside faucet in the wall. We had a major leak after the pipe froze last winter. My husband was able to go outside and turn the water off before we had major damage and the problem was fixed. Since then, my husband has passed away, and I cannot go outside by myself and turn the water off in case I have another plumbing problem with a leak. Can you recommend a device that can turn off the water 
at the main pipe entering the house using Wi-Fi or other method. I have good neighbors, but I don't want to depend on them to help. I do not have an electrical outlet near the pipe entering the house. Okay, Dolores, you know, the first thing I'm going to tell you is when you have good neighbors, they don't consider it a bother when when you need help. I know a lot of elderly people worry about that, not only with neighbors, but with their kids and family as well. You are not a burden, and neighbors and family are there to help. However, with that being said, there is a device that you can hook up to your plumbing line that if it detects a leak, and it ba it's based on the way the water's flowing and such, it will automatically shut the water off. So you don't even have to cl click on the Wi-Fi or, or anything like that. So, yes, there are devices available. I will tell you up front, most plumbers have never installed one. You'll, you'll end up having to get one who is familiar with those type of hookups. But they are definitely available. Uh, it's not going to be something you're going to get at a box store. It's going to be something a plumbing supply house will more than likely have to order to help you out. But absolutely, it's available. Uh, you can call Due West Plumbing. We have installed some of these systems. In fact, we did one on a country place one time that, I mean, they they had a, I don't know, 900-foot line coming into the house or something uh, that the yard line kept getting leaks in it. And so, yes, we installed one in order to keep them from having issues with water coming up through the ground all the time. So to answer your question, yes, it's available. But again, you're just going to have to have a plumber who knows what they're doing. But by all means, Dolores, don't be afraid to ask the neighbors for help. They, they'll be more than happy to do it for you, I'm sure. When we left, I was talking with Robin, and we were talking about under slab plumbing. Basically, we're talking about the sewer lines, the cast iron sewer lines. And Robin, what happens with those sewer lines as they age, they actually get thinner and they do start getting cracks in them and breaks and things like that. So just because they run a camera through there and it looks like the pipe is still good, when you get underneath there and you start trying to repair it or clamp onto it, it just crushes. It is so thin that it's just, it's just plain wore out typically at that point. So more than likely you'll end up replacing the entire system under the home. If you have bathrooms and kitchens and sinks and stuff like that that are on outside walls, those can sometimes be what's called a through wall where the pipe runs outside and then down into the ground to around to where your uh, sewer lines exit. And that can save you a lot of, on the tunneling uh, up underneath the house. But if you do have to tunnel make sure whoever does the tunneling underpins it. You know, I have a plumbing company and a foundation repair company. I am called in all the time behind plumbing companies that have tunneled up underneath the house. They didn't put piers. Two years later, your foundation is moving because there's no way to put that dirt back the way it was. And so it's got to have something there to support it. Uh, the other thing to remember... When you have cracks and breaks and things like that, not only do tree roots get into the pipe to start plugging it up, but that's putting water uneven underneath the foundation. 
and that can cause a major foundation problem for you as well. So the sooner you take care of it, the better. But is it an emergency that, hey, you get somebody out there next week? No. You, you, it's not something you got to do next week, but I would definitely start preparing to, to get it taken care of. Okay. Do you have any idea about how much something like all that costs? I have like a 3,000-square-foot home. It, it's going to depend on how much digging and stuff has to be done. Um, I will two bathroom. I have three bathrooms. Three bathrooms. Okay. You know, on average, and obviously I have not looked at your house, so I don't know the layout and stuff. But on average, when you're dealing with a, a, a house of that size, three bathrooms, you got a kitchen, laundry room, and all that, it's not unusual for it to be fifteen thousand. Now, it may be 10, it could be 20, but, I mean, it's it's somewhere typically in those price ranges. Hello, Gloria. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm wonderful. The reason I'm calling is we're considering having several home improvements done or several different jobs. And there, you know, we've gotten some recommendations from other people and stuff. And But I'm, you know, how do you pick out a good home improvement contractor? It's tough. So let me give you a rundown of, of some things that you can check on. Uh, obviously, I, I, re- I recommend you check with the Better Business Bureau. Not that they're a catch-all, but here's what you're looking for when you deal with them. You're looking for unanswered complaints. I mean, it's tough to get a bad reputation with the Better Business Bureau. The, the, the things that you can do to... to uh, get that is you just plain when somebody files a complaint you don't answer it that'll get you a bad rep with them uh, other than that uh, you need to get references from them and call the references now they're only going to give you people that they think are gonna you know say nice things about them but it's in the questions that you ask uh, the, the big questions on what what type of remodeling are you gonna do let me ask that first well, I want to replace all the carpeting in my house and put wooden floors. I want to okay. redo the kitchen, and I want to put in a new air conditioning system. Okay. So the things that you're looking for is going to be when you call someone, uh, did they stay on the job till it was done? Or were they trying to run 15 jobs at the same time and, you know, they'd come one day a week to, to your house? Uh, the... They're always going to give you somebody who the job came out well in the end, but it's, you know, did they keep it cleaned up while the job was going? Did they pull permits? And if the homeowner can't tell you if they pulled a permit or not, ask if there was any inspectors who came. If that didn't happen, you don't want that contractor because the job was bootlegged in, and, and that can create huge problems for you down the road. Thank you very much. You bet. And, uh, you know, one other thing uh, on on the permitting, <clears throat> so often, and League City is tough on their permitting, uh, and so often because it's a tough area for permitting, that's when contractors try to skip it. If, if anybody tries to skip the permitting or ask you to get the permit, that's a no-go. Don't pull the yeah. permit for a contractor. That puts you being the one who's liable for anything that's done wrong. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. You bet. You take care, Gloria. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye.
And, you know, that that's just uh, for everybody's information. Do not pull a permit for a contractor. That makes you the general contractor. They're working under you. And any issues that the city has with what you, it's done is now your problem. If somebody gets hurt on the job, it becomes your problem because you are the contractor in charge. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Actually, this isn't so much a question as an experience this guy had. This came in from Austin, and he says, uh, Toilet leak experience. For your radio listeners, years ago, one of my commodes developed a very slow leak. It had one of the old float-on-arm fill valves, which was fastened to the bottom of the tank with a nylon nut. Over many years, the side torque on the top of the valve tower caused, when the float arm hits the top of its travel, caused this nylon nut to work loose. Also, the fact that the rubber gasket between the valve tower and the tank tends to harden and collapse over time can contribute to this loosening effect. My slow drip decided to wait until it w- I was away from home for nearly two weeks to start its nefarious work. The result was nearly $50,000 in water damage to walls, flooring, furniture, and together with the mold remediation cost, the nylon or plastic mounting nut found on most of the plastic valve towers not available does not necessarily maintain tension over the long term. It's essentially plastic on plastic and prone to slippage. Mine had rotated just one turn out of proper tension. One solution is to wrap a couple of layers of Teflon tape around the threads of the valve tower before installing the bottom mounting nut or to use some sort of adhesive to prevent rotation of the nut. Cheap insurance. I enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. That comes from Charles in Austin. And Charles, you know what? Those nuts are notorious, actually, for doing that. There have been lawsuits over that. Uh, Plumbers have been sued because if they over-tension it, the darn things will tend to split. Uh, it's just been a real issue when they switch those nylon. Typically, uh, even on the water line, the the hose that goes up there, they've gone to those nylon ones as much as possible. I look for the braided uh, fill tubes that have a metal end on it. Uh, but as far as that nut, you're 100% correct. That thing can work its way loose. Now, I will caution you. You know, a lot of times people think Teflon tape is there to stiffen up or or seal leaks. What Teflon does is actually make it where you can turn things and make them a little bit tighter. I would tend to, if you want to stop that thing from being able to rotate, I would tend to use some type of adhesive on it. Uh, you know, like a Loctite or something like that to keep it from being able to back off. And that that would uh, pretty much solve your problem. Your other option, believe it or not, put a second nut on the bottom. You tighten the first one, you tighten the second one onto the first one, and that should keep it from backing off as well. But, oh, those things have caused millions of dollars 
in repair costs over the years. So you are 100% correct. It's one of those things you want to watch uh, and check periodically. Uh, the other thing is once you've developed any type of drip or leak or anything like that, get it changed out right away. Don't wait for it to become a bigger problem. Once you see that, you've already got a problem that needs to be dealt with. Let's head to Tulsa, Oklahoma. How are you, Tom? Fine, Jim. So this 100-year-old home, uh, the main beam, the floor is uh, slanted, you know, and it's a fixer-upper. And so I opened up the floor under the main share wall that's holding up the roof, the middle of the roof, and tried to jack it up. Oh, there's no crawl space. The, the dirt goes right up to the beams, which yeah. is my main question, because on on the internet, they say you put a put a cross beam and get some twenty ton jacks uh, and do justice. So, can you please explain to me what is the remedy? Well, you know what happens is these old houses they sink steadily into the ground until they're sitting on the ground itself. Now, I'm assuming since this is a hundred year old house, this is a total block and base home. No. No perimeter concrete beam, correct? It does have concrete all the way around, but they planted two big trees on one end of the rectangular, on one end of the house, and seems to have lifted it up a few inches, which may have contributed to the slanting or the sinking or whatever. Yep. Okay. Well, your only choices are are, are this. You can... Keep it where it's at and just level it and make it level. And to do that, you're going to end up having the, all the, the subfloor taken out to, to have access. Or you got to tunnel up underneath, which gets extremely expensive. Your other choice is to raise the entire structure and get the oh. 18 inches that is code now for a crawl space. But again, over time, it will go down but you know you won't you and i won't be around in another hundred years anyway so that'll be the next guy's problem to deal with but there is no good cheap way to fix one that's down in the ground like that uh the third option is to dig it out to have a crawl space under it and then you got to have sump pumps in there to keep it pumped out in that because it's going to form a lake underneath there <laughs> no what I did, what I've been, what I did on half of the house already is just built a new floor, uh, and one end is four inches higher, you know, a subfloor, whatever you want to call it. Uh -huh. I didn't take out the old floor. Okay. That's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, your the issue you're going to run into is at, at, with those beams down into the dirt that way they're going to start rotting, and when they do, what you built on top is not going to stay I, solid. I tried to jack up the main beam and yep. rotting is falling yep. apart as I'm lifting it. Yep, and so it, it should be replaced. Uh, where you're going to run into an issue because you said this is a a flip house, right? Oh, this is my new home. Oh, I'm your new home. Best. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were fixing it up to sell it. Yeah, if no, it's sure. your new home, where you're going to run into an issue is as that stuff continues to rot underneath there, your floor is going to start becoming bouncy. 
And the only okay. way to fix it is you're going to end up opening it up and getting new beams underneath this thing. So, and at some point but, in time, and but, it's going to be expensive. You just said that's virtually impossible. No, I didn't say it's, it's impossible. I said it's expensive. Well, hmm. well, that may be the same thing in certain people's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the help, buddy. You bet. Have a good day. Take care, Tom. You know, you have to understand, it's not a matter of what sometimes we want to do. It's what needs to be done to make it right. And leaving it down in the dirt is just contributing to the rotting effect. And it's going to continue to rot and become a bigger and bigger problem as time goes on. And once you rebuild everything on top of it, you're going to destroy it when you do finally fix the foundation the right way. And that's where the issue is going to come in. I have a 1976 house, two-story, that needs new plumbing. I am unsure on PEX or aftermarket copies of this product, i.e. water taste, chemicals, leaching into the water through PEX, etc. Also, if rodents get in attic, will they know, or gnaw, that should say, through the material for the water? Well, Mark... You don't have to worry about taste and all that stuff. The, these tubes have actually been used for, for years and years already, even here in the United States. But your, air, your refrigerators all use them. All our drinking stuff all have these type of tubes already in them. I definitely, if you're looking at replumbing your house, would recommend you take a look at PEX. Now, you can go with copper. You can go with you know PVC. But you're still subject to the same issues with those as you would have with the pecs. In other words, uh, you asked about a rodent. Will it gnaw through it? Absolutely. Just like it would a PVC pipe. It's not going to know, though, that the water is in there until it hits the water. They just gnaw on stuff to be gnawing on it a lot of times. So I would take that out of the equation. Uh, the the nice part, especially if you're in an area where things freeze or you got your pipes in an area where you freeze, and I see you're in Pearland, so you're not freezing all that much, but the pipes are in the attic in Pearland. And if that's the case, the nice thing on PEX plumbing, if it freezes, it expands. When it thaws, it shrinks back down. It doesn't break like copper or PVC would. And I'm taking uh, galvanized completely out of the equation because that's just plain not cost-effective to use. So I would take a look at one of those. I, I would definitely get a pricing on PEX uh, if you're looking to, to get some plumbing done. David, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Yeah, thank you. Um, question I have, I've got a air conditioning heating unit uh, in my upper attic that apparently has been leaking and has pretty much stained and ruined a ceiling in an upstairs bathroom. So I had somebody go up and look, and they said, you've got a rusted pan, and it needs to be replaced. And an air conditioner guy told me that. But the drain on this particular pan is partway up the side, which makes no sense to me. It seems to me it ought to be on the bottom. Yeah. Um, do they they make those do they not that drain from the bottom 
Well, are you talking about the drain that's coming out of the AC unit itself? Coming out of the pan. Okay, so you're talking about the secondary pan under the unit then? I guess. Because there's two drains up there. One is inside the air conditioning unit itself. There'll be a pipe that comes out the side typically because there's a pan inside the air conditioning unit. And then they have what's called the secondary pan, which is a big pan that's under the air conditioner. And that's to capture if the primary ever starts backing up or develops a leak or something like that. The difference is typically the primary drains into your sewer system somewhere or into an outside pit. The secondary will usually drip outside over a door or window so that you see it when it's draining. Okay. I think this drains, whatever pan it is, it's draining out to the side of the house where I can't see it, but okay. it does drain outside. And that, that would be your primary drain. There should have been a secondary drain pan underneath that to capture if there was an mm. issue like what you developed. So, yeah, it does sound like you need to get some, some work done up there. But uh, So what are they telling you about putting a new one in? They said it would be 375 and, again, I didn't know there were two pans, so I don't know which one it is. They said it was rusted. And it had filled the pan with water, which has now been sopped up. Okay. But I don't know which one. And, again, the guy that looked at it up there, I didn't crawl up there. Yeah. He said well, it's the, the drain's on the side, not the bottom. If you're going to replace it, get one with the drain on the bottom. Yeah. Well, e even the primary and the secondary both can have uh, – it kind of sounds like this is your secondary drain. Uh because a lot of times they do have it in the side. They do make them with it in the bottom, and I agree. Put it in the bottom because uh, you don't need standing water in it. But definitely question them as far as is this my primary or is this my secondary that's doing this? Because if it is the primary, it's not unusual for that one to drain out the side of the AC unit even though it's capturing water from the bottom of the pan that's inside the unit. So... Uh, Which one is more likely to rust? I would think they would make a primary secondary. pan that didn't. Yeah. This is a carrier unit. I would think it would be something that would not rust in a primary pan. How, pan old, although the, how old These are 12, 12 years, but they're very, you know, the infinity yeah. and the very good units and have been yep. well cared for. Then I, I, truthfully, you know, I, everything you described, I'm betting this is going to be the secondary drain line. And my question would be, why did it even have water in it to begin yeah. with? Yeah, I don't know. But those yeah. are some questions I'm glad you told me to ask, and I yep. will. Okay. Okay, well, thank Good you, Jim. Good luck with that. Hey, Price-wise, that sounds like a reasonable price for what they got to do, though. Okay. Thank you okay. very much. Take care. Deborah, how can I help you today? Uh, I was calling. I'm about to have some work done in my bathroom. Uh -huh. And the salesperson that I spoke to that's come out to the house, he's recommending acrylic as opposed to tile because I have some uh, mold around the tub. And so I just wanted to know if that's the best option or what are the pros and cons for each. So is he talking about putting in a, uh, a, uh, a thin acrylic or one of the thicker ones that are sheet that's like a half inch thick? It's, it's thicker, and it's, it's molded like it's tile, but it's not. Okay. Uh, you know, 
And, and is he going to remove all that old tile before he puts it in? Yes. Okay. And it, because some of them will put these sheets over the existing tile and stuff, and I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I, I, I recommend taking it all off and, and going back from the studs up. And you know what? What you'll find is those acrylics are very easy to take care of and keep clean versus tile because in tile you have grout lines and things that have to be cleaned up and periodically taken care of where with the acrylics it's all one solid sheet i'll tell you the mm -hmm. easiest thing you can do on taking care of those is put as a squeegee in the in there and every uh -huh. time somebody uses it have them squeegee the wall back down You've, you, you've, okay. you've almost cleaned it to a T every single time, and they really stay looking good. Now, there are some downsides to them as well, though, uh, where tile will stay looking brand new till the day you tear it out almost, and acrylic will age. Uh, typically, you're going to get about 20 years out of it, and at that point, you, you, it's going to show its age. It'll start discoloring a little bit. Things like that, and I know they're going to tell you, no, it doesn't discolor. It's an acrylic. It does over time, but it takes a long time for it to happen. So uh, realistically, it's a great product, and uh, I, I would recommend it. Okay, so, so you recommend that as opposed to the tile, or it's just a preference? It, it's really going to be just your preference of, which, of what you want. I will tell you up front, in my own shower, I put tile. Okay. But I have installed okay. acrylics in the past as well. So both of them do a great job. It really just depends on the look that you want to go. Now, for me, when I go with the acrylics, I prefer a smooth, not one that looks like tile, so that the whole thing is, is smooth because it's, it's much easier to take care of than having it where it's got ridges and stuff in it. But, you know, that's just my personal preference. I see. Okay, and his point was, selling point was with the acrylic is that, uh, I think he said the grout is porous or something, and I guess he was trying to ease my thoughts about the mold coming back again. So, well, and he's 100% uh, right. Uh, the grout is porous. Moisture will go in behind it, but that's the reason we use a concrete backer board instead of sheetrock behind it so it doesn't tear anything up. Uh, the other thing I will tell you is you can typically get a job done for less using the acrylic than you can the tile because there's a lot less labor that goes into the installation. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Have a great Christmas. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.